Hi, everybody. It's episode 443 of PodQuest. Hey. It's Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. I am Chris. With me is Walnut. Hi. Yeah, it's me. I'm here. Yeah. I definitely, for some reason, looked at the date and said, it's not February 8th. It's much later in the month than that. And then realized, like, oh, no, no, it is actually only the 8th. You know, yeah, it's it's only the 8th, which is nice. It's nice. It certainly yeah, it's feels much later. It does. It really does. Like, let me tell you, this month is, like, really throwing me off because of, like, where paychecks are and things like that because of it only being... Because we had a... a did, did I have three paycheck? No. December was a three paycheck month and things are all messed up. And so I'm like, my first paycheck isn't until Friday for this month. And my last paycheck isn't until the last Friday of the month. It's just all wacky. Oh, yeah. No, that is kind of... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get paid just on the 15th and the 30th, or in this case, yeah. like, the I guess the 28th, if the 28th is a weekday. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least, that, like, that stuff is always the same for me. Yeah. But... Kwame, we're recording. All right, go ahead. <laughs> walking around playing videos. Yeah. I was wondering, I couldn't tell if that noise was coming from your end or my end, so thank you. No, yeah. My microphone seems awfully uh, sensitive today for some reason. Like, there's a whole bunch of, like, weird little, like staticky background noise coming through Mm -hmm. which is always fantastic but anyway what's on the agenda so on the agenda uh we're gonna quickly talk about um the nintendo direct the first one of 2023 um i uh played two games over the course of the past week or i abandoned one and i played another one um then uh me and Cobb actually made it through up to at least episode three of the last of us so we're going to talk about those couple of episodes um Cobb, you finished, you finally watched and finished Flash Season 8, which I promise you, I don't have a lot to remember about that. Um, I just have a few comments, so nothing As well as Lockwood and Co. And then, depending on how long it takes, we might talk some anime talk. Yeah. Yeah, that all seems accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So, you got to watch the Nintendo Direct? Yes, I did. I was able, I was able to watch it. What did you think? uh, I, I was pleasant, I was pleased with, with what they had showed in in this direct um i can't remember if like they've previously shown they probably have like shown like teaser things of pikmin 4 so we actually got to see gameplay and whatnot this time i thought they showed us a little gameplay before but now that you say that maybe they didn't i can't remember but it's also it's pikmin so like there's not really much to show with gameplay because it's pikmin now there's a dog now there's a dog and there's ice pikmin so like it changes things up um so like I, I was pleased with that and uh, like and I'm I'm going to I'm just going off a list of some of the things I can think of right now that aren't too major before we get into the major things but like yeah there was there was Pikmin for me I was excited to see the I they said Batten Kaidos I always called it Batten Kaidos the the remakes of those because those were games that I was super into back then I never beat um uh I uh let's see I'm trying to think what else there was it was like not too major Yeah like there Honestly, like, there were, like, a couple of, like, big things, and I'm like, that's cool, but a lot of it was yeah. just kind of like, there's a Samba de Amiga coming, cool, people like those games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, that has, like, a, a, I call it a Battle Royale mode, but it's not a Battle Royale, because it doesn't, like, shrink, but it's, like, a 1 verse 100 mode, or free-for-all mode, or something like that. Yeah. I, which I was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, they gave, they gave new dates for Advance Wars after it being kind of indefinitely delayed there for a while. So that's now yeah, coming out actually, in April. Yeah, which is which is sweet. I I was looking forward to Advance Wars, um, the the remakes for Advance Wars because I I loved those games back in the day. 
Uh, we got we got uh, gameplay information for the um, Bayonetta prequel, which I no thank you. Um, nothing against the actual art style. It's more about the dual control scheme where you control both characters at one time. I'm not. I no. I can't do that. Yeah. That's... No thank you. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of what they showed, it was like a lot of DLC, a lot of sort of like side stuff. Um, yeah, getting uh, new characters for Fire Emblem, new characters for um, Xenoblade Chronicles, Xenoblade, uh, a new region to just hang out in in Splatoon Three. Um, they showed us more of the next drop for Mario Kart. Uh, Birdo's going to be a playable character. They showed us a new racetrack. Things like that. Uh, but then they had, like, some actually pretty big showcases or announcements. Um, they actually showed us uh, a Metroid Prime remake. Yeah, which, which was pretty... it um, came today. Like, it's it's out yeah. now. You can buy it it's on the eShop for thirty nine ninety nine. Digital today, physical on the 22nd. Which, like, I think that's that's reasonable. Like, yeah. a nice yeah. little, like, hey, here's this game. A um, little bummed it's not the trilogy. I hope they're not just going to, like, drip-feed us these games. I I hope they do some sort of, like... I don't know. That's probably what's going to happen, is it's going to be drip-fed. It's going to be one, two... It's over the course of the next year and a half. We're Like, I have a feeling we're going to get Metroid Prime 2 a, a, a holiday this year. And Metroid Prime 3, this, um, maybe March or April next year. Like, I have a feeling it's going to be given to us bit by bit, but at the same time, they didn't announce that, and normally they would announce, like, if, the way Nintendo works generally is if it's coming out within a year, they will announce it during those feeds, and so, like, who knows, unless they're trying to stealth drop it. Yeah, and, like, that's, I am really wondering, like, are they just going to give us, like, one of these games every handful of months? Because the reports are, like, the trilogy was remastered. Like, yeah. people that have, like, sources at Nintendo say, like, multiple different, re- um, like, outlets, these games are done. Like, there's no reason for yeah. Nintendo not to release them other than they're just holding them to have content to release. I, just like some of the, yeah. um, some of the more recent Zelda games that are, like, locked on, like, the Wii U or GameCube. Like, they have Wind Waker and Twilight Princess and stuff that they can release when they want to. They're just holding it for, like, a rainy day, essentially. Mm-hmm. I my biggest fear is that they're going to release them each piecemeal every like maybe every six months from now. So we'll get the next one in August and the next one again back in February, and then six to ten months after that, maybe holiday next year, we get a collection of all three for sixty bucks. I could see them doing that, though. I I could see them not doing it for sixty. I could see them doing that one for like the seventy or eighty because it's like the three games that were all yeah piecemeal uh, at it's, thirty or forty. Yeah, but like the the idea is essentially you're saving at least a third of the price minimum by getting it by waiting a year and a half. Like I have a I fear they're going to do that, but I mean it's Nintendo; they might do that. Uh, but I I was excited to see with uh with that um you have different control schemes. You can either have the classic GameCube control style, or you can have, like, a dual analog control style where you can look around with one stick and move it. Which, fun, like, just a little bit of, like, a side tangent, um, I was from listening to a couple of podcasts, apparently they did not include that with the GoldenEye release in Switch Online. Um, mm-hmm. So on the Xbox version of GoldenEye that they released that, like, doesn't have online play, you can re- easily remap the controller. 
Um, on the yeah. Switch, you can't. You actually have to do it at the system level first, and then go into the game and change some settings there. Like, it's very unintuitive to get it to mm-hmm. be anything even resembling usable. Yeah. Um, so it's nice that they, they did the work for, for Metroid. Yeah. I, I think they, no, they didn't really do the work for the Mario collection. No, that game's um, still controlled kind of poorly. Yeah. Uh, but like, I, it's, I'm glad they did that because it's, it's such an old school style of first person game that like, it, anybody who didn't play it, it was like the control stick moved you forward and back and turned you left and right. It wouldn't like, it was, I mean, we've had these arguments on my discords. It was tank controls. <laughs> like, you couldn't, you couldn't really turn that well unless you were locked on. And then I think there was a strafe button. I, it was, it wasn't great. It, they, it wasn't great. They were like, I just recently played Metroid Prime. So that's the only reason uh-huh. I can, I can confirm this. Um, they were like tank adjacent. You're right. Like they weren't quite the full, like you have to hold left to face left to then hit forward. Like because it was the analog stick, there was a little bit of fluidity in how you could like move, but there was no actual aiming up and down unless you planted yourself in a position and held the one trigger button. Yeah. So it, it was yeah, yeah. very cumbersome to like aim and fight and shoot. And that was just, that was an unfortunate side effect of them deciding in 2001 to still not put dual analog sticks on their controller. No, I mean, there were dual analog sticks on the GameCube controller. The C nub didn't count as a dual analog stick. It's still a stick. It still could work the same way. It had omnidirection ability. But I don't, like, I don't think any, but like any game used it that way because it was a little no. nub. Yeah, no, no one used it that way, but it could have been. It was also in like That's a, a weird spot too, and it had all those like, um, no, like little like not. notches in it, so that like it didn't really go smoothly around. The the main the main control stick also had the notches. Oh, did it? I don't remember that. Yeah, the main control stick of the GameCube controller had it was oct- octagonal, or yeah, I think it was octagonal. Like it, it had eight sides and it had the corners i only remember it on the Um, on the the c-nub thing but i also think that the gamecube controller is easily one of the worst controllers ever made like it is shape wise like it feels the best in the hands but layout wise it's fucking atrocious it's a it's a crime against nature yeah because i'm looking at my um all right because you have uh, like the smash bros controller that i got was it the Wii or the Wii U? It was Wii U. Um, it was with the Smash Brothers that came yeah. out on the Wii U. It it has the notches in the main stick as well as the C stick. Okay. And like the only weird thing about these controllers, these GameCube controllers, is that the control stick was where the D pad is for every other controller. Yeah. And the D pad is where the control stick is. But honestly, besides that, I think the GameCube controller is better built control because like i i honestly though i'd like i like having that stick there instead of like reaching over but i have nubby thumbs yeah see i i never thought like comfortability wise like i feel like that controller fit hands a little bit better um Mm -hmm. up until like some of the more recent like xbox controllers i think definitely beat it um yeah but like usability that controller was just hot garbage i i i liked it because like the button you used most was the biggest button that you could hit and and, like, the cancel button was the smallest, but, like, it made sense to have it the way it was, and it worked very well, in my opinion. 
Well, look, we, like, we can have different opinions, and you can have the wrong opinion. It's okay. Uh, I'm, but think about <laughs> it, though. Like, the button you use the most is the biggest button. Like, the, the, you know, I think the reason I like it so much is because I don't have to look down. Because I know the button layout, and it's all, even though it's A, B, X, and Y the same as the um, uh, uh, Microsoft controllers, I know... I know, like, cause, uh, I, it's not just a circle. It's not four circles. It's like small circle, big circle, weird bean, and another weird bean that, like, it's actually, for me, it's easier to remember in place where to put where everything is because it's everything, it's all kind of different. And so, like, it makes more sense. Like, honestly, in my opinion, controllers should kind of do that. The control, the button you use the most in general games, should probably be a little bit bigger and sturdier. See, the X I, I disagree. In, in in the X button for PlayStation games, the A button for Xbox controllers, like those should be sturdier. They should be better con- buttons because those are the most used buttons. But like that, that's going to vary by game and by your particular controller style. <sighs> I mean, true, sure. Like if you decide to change the the button layouts and whatnot, but like generally the bottom button is always the 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 main button the action button the talk button the the accept button see and a lot of games now though you're hitting like square or i guess it's x on xbox like that left button is like your attack and your interact and a is like your dodge or b is your like like games are mixing it up a lot b is generally b is always dodge but also like games are using like some games use your punching as triggers. Like, they, yeah, they are changing them up a lot. You're no longer clicking the stick to use a melee attack. You're using one of the trigger buttons. Um, but, like, back in the day, at least, back with the GameCube and, and whatnot, like, it made, and to me, it made, it made sense to have a controller built. And I've, I like, for Smash Bros., it is the preferred controller. For other games, like, it's not the preferred controller just because I can't use it for other games. If I could, I'd try it out and see how it goes. If I could get my GameCube controller to connect to my PC and try it out, and I, I might, but it's also, it's missing, um, it's missing a shoulder button, so I wouldn't be able to do that anyway. Yeah, and like, on the opposite, like, if I was going to play Smash Brothers, I would not want to use the GameCube controller. I'd rather use, like, the Pro controller. Chase, stop licking. I'll let the boy enjoy himself. No, he's, he got razor burn when he went to the vet. Oh, poor boy. I went to the hospital, and he's making it worse. Oh, yeah, no, that's that's bad. Stop. I clapped. I did not hit him. I clapped. I don't know. What I'm hearing is you're trying to cover up the abuse, and that's not okay. Um, poor Chase. But what else, what, what else is there to talk about at the um, the direct? Um, all, sorts of, all sorts of stuff. So to just to roll back from a thing that's not like a huge release, um, and this would be more for Drew, who's not here. Um, he's not feeling well today. Uh, they announced um, that Castlevania Dead Cells yeah. crossover, which, not my sort of game, but I thought it looked cool. Yeah, it did look neat. I've never played Dead Cells. Um, I think I own it somehow. Um, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind trying to not, I wouldn't mind giving it a shot. I like um, the way Dead Cells that... feels and controls. I just don't like the, the rogue element of it. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. But, like, I could imagine, like, it's probably a pretty good game to play, like, um castlevania style with oh yeah absolutely i'm sure it looks like i said i've never played it though so i like i i'm 
just I'm being the yes man right now. Like I, it does, it does look that way. I've never played it, so I don't know. But yeah, probably. Um, but other than that, they, they did show off some Tears of the Kingdom, so mm-hmm. we saw we saw a little bit more of that. Um, it is confirmed through Nintendo that it's going to be a seventy dollar game, which you and I were talking a little bit about before we started recording. Um, I'm not up for that, and I am going to probably wait at least a few weeks after, or at least a week after it's released to like gauge if it's actually worth buying because like i don't think to switch it like i think it's going to run like absolute shit on the switch mm-hmm. i i think i think i mean but that's the thing I, I think it'll be worth buying just because most likely knowing nintendo we won't be able to play it anywhere and even if they release the switch pro or switch ultimate they already have a switch pro switch switch 2 or whatever uh in a year from now um we are it's not it's it's possibly not going to be backwards compatible it's possibly that's, not going to be able to play this game that's fair so like and it's it's a nintendo game it's not dropping in price yeah so like you could they do have sales and they do have sales on their big ticket games from time to time you can wait for a sale for sure and i would honestly in my opinion i would suggest that i've uh i i've gone on a slight rant on twitter not major rant but just like a slight uh, yeah, this is why game prices are too high anymore. And it, they are. Gaming price, ga- video game prices are too expensive. Like, Nintendo upping the price of Breath of the Wild to, or whatever, Tears of, what is it? Tears of what? Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Them upping the price of Tears of the Kingdom to $70 because everyone else is, it's fucked up. Like, no. But where, where did you get that $70 from? Where, where do companies get these prices from? Like when they upped the price from sixty to seventy for from previous gen to current gen, where did they get that from? Because before, when when prices went from forty to fifty, or maybe fifty to sixty, it was because they went from using DVD to Blu-ray. So that had nothing to do with why the prices increased. The prices increased because of inflation. Um, honestly, like game prices should have gone up a while ago. They just kind of held them steady for this long. You're, I mean, like, I realize you're not that much younger than me, but, like, you, you also had a different, like, experience in the 90s with games. Like, Chase. Games in the 90s weren't, oh, yeah, go. What are you eating? <laughs> oh, dogs. He's a good boy. All right, go ahead. Sorry. He's a penis. Um, so, like, in the 90s, like, game prices were all over the fucking place. Like, game, like, RPGs were regularly closer to $100. Um, mm-hmm. and that's just how it was. Um, it wasn't until like the late two late nineties, early two thousands, where like you had that like standardized like games were fifty for a long time, and then like the PS three generation hit and they went up to sixty, and they'd been sixty for fifteen years. So like it's valid that they're going up, but looking at like a game like like Tears of the Kingdom, and like part of this is is personal preference. Like I like Breath of the Wild as a game. We've been over this thousand times. I think it's a fucking garbage Zelda game. It's not a Zelda game. Yeah. Um, you yeah. barely do fucking anything Zelda-like in it. Um, it's a really good open world game. Like, the, the amount of just fuck around and find out that that game has is fantastic. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't want that. I want a fucking Zelda game. I want to go in the dungeons. I want to collect the fucking Triforce. I want to free some maidens. Like, all the normal Zelda stuff. So, like, for 70 bucks in open world RPG, no appeal to me. None at all. Yeah. Um, especially when it's on a decade-old piece of hardware that really didn't play the first game that well. Like, for how big the the original Breath of the Wild was, like, the Switch didn't always handle it 
the best. So I would very much rather just wait, wait and find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I will. Um, I don't know. I like. I don't know if I'm gonna get it day one, just because like I don't think we knew the release date until today. I don't think we had an official release date. I think we might have had a window, and it comes out in May, which uh like you know that's far enough away to where I can plan it and get ready for it. But at the same time, I'm just like I don't know. I don't know where I'm gonna be with what I'm gonna be wanting to play in May to say whether or not I'm gonna get this game day one. Um, and like I I kind of I hate saying like I want to wait for reviews. Not because of how the game plays technically, but I kind of want to see like how it is in in your sense how it is as a Zelda game. Like, is it is it more Breath of the Wild or is it going to be more of a Zelda like puzzly exploration type of thing? I think with um, what it with how Breath of the Wild was regarded, I think it's going to be a new take on that kind of format. Um, and yeah, like that's. That's great. Like it was a cool game, and if it if if it it's going to review well. Like let's be realistic. Yeah. Like that, unless that game comes out and just like spews like vile like bigotry, that game's going to get yeah. nothing but nines and tens from all of the major outlets. Yeah. Um, but like like you said, kind of like depending on what the reviews say, uh, what the gameplay is like, how the game performs, that's where I'll probably make my decision of yes, I want to buy this within the first yeah. week or so or nah it's cool i'll just wait it, yeah i did the same thing with um uh what's the the first zelda um like the first in the timeline skyward sword i had like when that game originally came out i just ha- didn't have any interest in it so i didn't get it and when they re-released it on switch last year i want to say 2022 maybe 2021 I did not mm-hmm. get it right away then either. Like, I happened to see it on, like, a sale, and I'm like, all right, this is cheaper. I'm going to grab this because I never yeah. played it. Like, I've heard mixed things, but, like, at this point, it's cheap enough, and it apparently runs decent on the Switch hardware. So let's see what it's all yeah. about. Yeah, like, I'm I'm, I'm at the point of, like, unless it's un- – unless you absolutely feel like it's a must-have for you, we'll just wait for it to go on sale. Don't buy it. Don't – like – I'm I, I'm not gonna like say like don't pre-order a game like if you know you absolutely want it and you want to play it go for it and buy that thing pre-order it it's your choice uh, for me when it comes to a game if I'm on the edge like uh, like I'm not I'm not on the edge as much as you are with breath with, with with Legend of Zelda but I am still like a little teetering I'm like all right I can wait for a sale because I don't you're right seventy dollars is a wild price for a game. That uh, it potentially could just be a rehashed Breath of the Wild. Like, who knows actually how much additional work they put into building the engine and the world for this game. Exactly. Like, it, and until until we kind of see that and know whether or not it runs well enough that it's worth spending seventy dollars on. Like, yeah, vote with your wallet. <laughs> I mean, you can you can you can slide you can slide on rails. So like. They added that, but yeah, like we don't know what potentially new. We don't know what added physics things may be done. We don't know like how things are gonna work. Like, like we just don't know until the game comes out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's just, it's not worth just blindly like sure let's let's spend that money and find out. Yeah. Um. Aside from breath or tears of the kingdom, uh, I think personally the biggest announcement. They're putting Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games on Switch Online and Online Expansion Pass. 
Yeah, so if you have the regular Switch Online, you get Game Boy and Game Boy Color games. And if you have the expansion pass, you get Game Boy Advance games. Yeah, and it looks like, um, from what they were showing, at least some of the Game Boy games will have different filters you can put over it, depending on yeah. if you want it to look like a Game Boy Game Boy, um, a Game Boy Pocket era, or a Game Boy Color. So yeah. I'm wondering if there are some... And they may have even shown it in the in the trailer, and I missed it. But I'm wondering if there are some games that were like Game Boy original games that you can actually put some color onto now. Well, I know, but this might have just been programmed in like the Pokemon games. Like Pokemon Red and Blue, I don't think were color games. They were basic Game Boy games. Um, and if you put them into a Game Boy Color, they were colored their game. T- so, like, if you put a Pokemon Red into your Game Boy Color. It would be more red. If you put a Pokemon blue into your Game Boy Color, it would be more blue. Yeah, but this was more when they were showing it. I think they were showing maybe Zelda. Wario. Or Wario. And like, it was actually like, it was, it was a legit coloration. Yeah. But Wario Land Uh, 3 was also a Game Boy Color game. So mm -hmm. it's hard to tell if it was just you can make it look like an old Game Boy game because it's color already or if like Super Mario Land 2 will also have a color variation. Yeah. Um, so, like, they, they did announce some of the games. I, I honestly, I can't remember the games they announced that are available, because this is available now. Um, if you have those, um, uh, uh, services, you can download that stuff now. Um, I can't remember some of the stuff as what's going to be available, or what's available now, and I honestly can't really remember much about the GameCube, or the Game Boy stuff that's coming up in the future, but for the GBA stuff, we're going to get a Metroid Fusion. We're going to get uh, Golden Sun um, eventually. Like it's that's down the line, probably like next quarter or something like that. Pokemon Trading Card but Games coming to the Game Boy po- eventually. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon Trading Card Game, which like okay, sure. Um, so yeah, they're, they're 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 putting they're pushing a lot of these out there. Like you're, you're going to get Kirby uh, Kirby's Dream Land on the Game Game Boy, uh, Metroid Two on the Game Boy. Um, uh, let's. I'm trying to remember. There, there's the Gargoyle game from um, Breath of Fire, uh, and I can't remember. Like, I think those were mostly just the Game Boy stuff. I can't really so, remember a lot of the. Oh, uh, Link's Awakening's coming for uh, Game Boy as well. So I, I have the, like the list of the games in front of me. So Game Boy, Game Boy, Game Boy Color. It was Super Mario Land Two, Link's Awakening DX, Gargoyles Quest, Game and Watch Gallery Three, um, Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare. Metroid 2 Return of Samus, Wario Land 3, Kirby's Dream Land. Um, and then for Game Boy Advance, you had Super Mario Advance 4, which is Super Mario Brothers 3, um, which apparently actually has additional levels in it now. Um, yeah. WarioWare Inc., uh, Kuro Kuro Kurin, um, Mario Kart Super Circuit, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, and The Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. Right, right, right. Superstar Saga. And, uh, they also, uh, I think it was for the Game Boy in Game Boy Color, it was um, Legend of Zelda um, uh, uh, seasons and 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 time or something. I, I can't remember. Like it, it was, they were doing the whole dual release again with those Legend of Zeldas. It's an upcoming or for some of the upcoming stuff for Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Right. Um, so yeah, there, there's there's a lot coming out with those, which I'm pretty pretty excited for. Yeah, I uh, I, I, I have a lot have more a nostalgia plan. for those. Yeah. Um, I have a full family plan, so it only costs me ten bucks a year, and everyone I'm with ten bucks a year to get all these. So it's totally worth it. Plus, on top of that, like we said, they they showcase some some of the upcoming release for Mario Kart and things like that. Like, I think that this expansion 
if if it wasn't worth it for you before, it should probably be, not you, Cobb specifically, you, the general public. If it wasn't for you before, it's probably for you, or at least it's at least getting closer. If you were still holding out, like I think for some people, there's probably a few games on the platforms that like haven't quite hit it yet. Um, yeah. I feel like if they had put any Pokemon from Red and Blue through the Ruby Sapphire generation, just one. Doesn't even have to be, like, multiple versions. Just one. Um, yeah. I feel like it would be, like, a no-brainer for so many people because there aren't really legal ways to buy those games as of next month, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's when the eShop shuts down completely. So, like, there are no ways to buy old Pokemon games when that happens. Even now, like, it's only kind of possible. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I don't know the likelihood of whether or not that's going to, um, whether or not they're going to do the Pokemon games on this system. I don't know. I, I don't think they will, but like, it would be cool to have those old, old school games to be able to play on a modern, modern systems. I mean, they, most Pokemon games were available through the eShop. Like, you used to be able to just buy them for the virtual console on the Wii and the 3DS. Now, because they got rid of that whole setup, as soon as the eShop goes away, all of those old games just become completely unattainable. Yeah. And, like, they're also locked on old hardware. Like, not many people are going to be walking around with their 3DS anymore, let alone their Wii or Wii U. Yeah. So, but I think that was probably it for the Nintendo Direct. Um, th- uh, they showed off a bunch not, of little stuff. You're, you're not excited for Omega Strikers, the air hockey uh, free-to-play game? No, not really. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think that I think Drew Drew might get into that game, but besides that, like you know, there there wasn't really much else. Um, Etrian Odyssey, I've never even heard of those, but uh, interesting. Um, the one thing that I was, uh, the there were there were two things that I turned around and was like no for. The first one was the Bayonetta one, and again, mostly it's just because the control scheme. I don't know if my brain will be able to work that. Uh, it looked beautiful. I thought the art style and everything for the Bayonetta game looked great. The other one that I was just no for, just because the art style was fucking horrendous, was Disney Illusion Island, that Mickey Mouse game. Yeah, that one didn't click for me I, at all either. Yeah, no. It, it looked like it was like a Metroidvania-style co-op. John, um, no, I none of it. I didn't like any of it. Didn't like any of it. Besides that, it, I, think, I think it was uh, a... a Pos- it was a good um, uh, direct. I wasn't. I wasn't too. There wasn't like any major letdowns. It was actually all good information, or mostly. Yeah, and, like there was the um, like new Professor Layton. There was that Dead Cells Castlevania I mentioned. Um, there were a few like open action RPG looking games that like the detective, the two detective ish games. One of them looked more like a like puzzly. JRPG style yeah. thing, and the other one looked like it was a little more action RPG. Like t- yeah. So like they they showed a lot. There wasn't a lot that like clicked with me where I'm just like, oh, that's exciting. Um, it was really like the Metroid Prime and the the Switch Online stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, would you like to uh thrill us with your story of just failing at Sifu? Look, I didn't fail. I'm not failing at Sifu. I'm abandoning Sifu. Uh, it failed sounds me. like the same. No, if, if no, it failed me. Like, look, I I know I went into this game knowing it was going to be hard, knowing that I wasn't going to potentially be very good at it because it it is it is it is a in a sense a brawler. It's a fighting game. I am bad at fighting games. It's a young man's um, game, and you're not a young man anymore. 
No, no, I mean, you'd actually probably be better at this game than I am. You like fighting games, and I feel like it has that fighting sense. You know what, though? I like fighting games. I am not good at fighting games, so (laughs) there's that. True. Um, But, like, this, like, I had a lot of fun playing Sifu. I really did, for the most part. Like, there were some frustrating battles, but after I actually got the hang of it and learned it, it felt very satisfying. Um, The second boss was hard. But after I got it and figured it out, I beat it. The same, like second, third, and fourth bosses were all hard, but like manageable, and I was able to get them within like a couple of tries. Um, the problem with Sifu is the final boss. Uh, um, Cobb, when you go to work, yeah, do they ever tell you that you can't clock into work? No, because I don't clock in. Well, you know what I'm saying, though. Like, do they ever tell you that you can't, like, log your time, or you can't do this one thing that you kind of need to do for work? No. To work? No, absolutely not. Yeah, the f- the final boss of seafood doesn't let you use one key ability, which is how I beat the game, or how I got that far. Is it like a crush so have- ability, for lack of a better phrase? I mean, it is. It, it is like, if you use it, you always hit. But it is, it's, it's your focus meter, so you can, like, focus in on their key points and, and hit them in certain parts, and, like, my go-to was to knock them down. And so you would do a leg sweep to knock them down, and then you'd be able to go up and punch them a few times while on the ground, and then you can, like, once you pull them up, you can get a quick combo in on them. It wasn't the strongest, most powerful thing, but it did help me. Um, and it's not something that you can use constantly. You have a meter that has to fill up. And after you use that meter, you have to dodge and block and fight in order to fill that meter up again to then be able to use it again. It's not like just a combo that always works. It's a button press that gives you a set of attacks that you can do that always hit. Yeah, you can't do that in the final boss. That sucks. That does suck. You can't... You cannot use the focus ability on the final boss. There's no way to unlock it so that you can use it. You, there's, it's not like, oh, if he gets down to half health from his first phase, you, like, you can then start using it. No, you can, he, there's two phases in every boss in this game. I wasn't even able to get through the first phase of the boss. There was one time I was fighting him for t- 30 minutes in a single run. 30 fucking minutes. And I still didn't get to the second phase. And look, I understand this game is supposed to be hard, but when you pull away that ability, uh, that's, that's cheating. Like, I, that's poor game design because not only do you take away a key ability, you took away my build. Because as you play through the levels and go through your run, you actually have to use your resources to you start off with one focus bar. You actually have to use some resources to have four focus bars. That's, and that's a lot. The more, yeah, so you have to use three of a limited quantity of thing in your run to be able to use that. Then there's another thing that you can use. That, like the way I built my character, built my run, You uh, the more you dodge and, and, and parry, you increase your focus bar more. Which is how I, that's how I built my run, was using focus, because it's there. That's what it's there for, is to build out the character and play style that you want to play. So why are you going to 
not force me, but allow me to waste fucking minimum six or seven resources to boost my focus ability to not be able to use my focus ability in the final boss. Yeah, that that does actually suck a lot. Yeah, that's that's completely, in my opinion, it's shitty design. It makes the game bad. Because it, it, to me, for me, with my play style and the way I play this game, it's unbeatable. Because, I mean, it's not unbeatable. I could go for it again. I could try it. But the level of difficulty to fun ratio is not there. This game is a fun game. But as hard as they made that boss, it's not that fun. And I'm sure and it, so if, you, if you had a different play style, it probably wouldn't have even impacted you that much. But, like, because it kind of blocked your play style, it kind of fucks up your ability to... Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, if I if I had known that, I would have focused on, alright, making sure to have 10,000 points at the end of each run, so I could increase the amount of structure or stature um, that I cause on an enemy when I block them, so that this way his stature fills up more. But, or, or structure, or whatever it's called. Like, his, his, like, if you're able to knock him out, Barton. Which, the other problem is, every other boss in this game, every other enemy in this game, their structure bar fills up, and it does not, it, it might heal barely. It might, like, tick once every, like, five minutes or something like that. But no, his structure bar ticks down almost immediately. I was able to get a structure bar up, and I was able to just watch it go down as I was waiting for openings to attack him. Like I said, 25 minutes in a fight with him, and I didn't get enough openings to be able to knock him out to get into phase two. Yeah, that's... It's bad design, because that's what I would use the focus for, was to make those openings to be able to beat these bosses, because that's what the focus is for. It's to make openings. If you're getting surrounded by five enemies, or by three enemies, you use your focus to take one out in, in, in the moment, and then go after the next two. Or if you're getting it bombarded and attacked, you use your focus real quick to stop one attack, or to, 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 to stop the attack and take them down, for you to compose yourself and gather yourself and do more, do whatever you can. Like, it's it's just bad design. It is very bad design, and there have been people out there that have beaten the boss, and I'm sure I would feel so satisfied and happy to beat it, but I don't think I will. At least not right now. Yeah, like, and, like, like I can get that. I could see, like, you maybe, like, dipping back into it, maybe off-stream at some point, and, like, down the line, if you're just looking for something that you can, like, kind of just quickly dip into for a little bit. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I, I completely understand just not wanting to go back to it right yeah. now. And it's like, the problem is now, if I were to dip back into it, I would restart my run at the first level. Which, like, I have so many abilities already fully learned and everything, but I would not be focusing on focus. So half of them I can't use, or a number of them I can't use, because they require multiple focus bars. But you only start with a single focus bar. But I wouldn't be grabbing any more focus bars, because I can't use it in the final fight. So what's the point? What's the point of focus if you can't use it? It just, it was so frustrating and so, honestly, it was a downer. It really, it made me reconsider playing video games because I've had... (laughs) Reconsider playing video games? uh, No, seriously. Like, I've, over the past month, think about this. Over the past month, I played Mega Man X6, Mega Man X7, Mega Man X8. All three of them, one of them I completed, but it like literally gave me a splitting headache. Um, the other two, one of them I got 
maybe more than halfway through and couldn't finish because it was, again, bad design, bad, bad, just bad. And the other one, I couldn't even get past the second level because it was, again, bad design and just bad. And then going into this and spending 12, 14, 20 hours on this game and realizing that, it, for me, there's no way I'm going to beat this. Like, it really made me turn and be like, well, I'm done playing video games anymore. I, it, I was super let down. And then I also felt bad because I felt like I was letting down the viewers of my stream because, like, th- three three out of four games in the last month I played, I couldn't beat because they were just bad. So, to be fair, like, Sifu, I think, is a different case because that game was generally widely acknowledged as as good. Um, it just didn't didn't match up with the way that you played it, not knowing what the game was going to do at the end. Um, yeah. Those later Mega Man X games, generally not well regarded, so I don't think anyone necessarily blames you for those. Yeah, but it's still it's it's it, it took it took a hit, which is why like I ran a Twitter poll to figure out the next game to play, and everyone voted for uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I haven't played Jedi Fallen Order yet because I needed fun. So for so instead, I decided to play the stealth release game Hi-Fi Rush that we heard nothing about, and then oh, it's out now. Yeah, they they announced um, it during the the Xbox showcase that we didn't talk about last week because <laughs> we didn't know about it. Like yeah, we th- did. There was no inf- I I don't remember hearing anything about the Xbox. You you also don't pay attention to like game news and stuff like that, but the, they announced yeah. it like two weeks prior. Like like it was a known thing that was happening, and it was known kind yeah. of not. Like they, it was one of those ones where they announced what was going to be talked about. Um, Hi-Fi Rush was not on that list because it was like a surprise. Yeah, but talk about Hi-Fi Rush. Let me tell you, game of the year twenty twenty three. This, that's all I gotta say about it. It's perfect. Like I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe my opinion is a little skewed because I just played a bunch of bad games. Um, but I have had the most fun in a long time playing this game. I had the most fun playing this game. Pretty much since I played Resident Evil Village, um, uh, I, I, probably the most fun since since playing Mega Man X uh, X Five, which was in my opinion the best Mega Man game out there. Um, it is it's a rhythm based action game um, where like you don't actually have to play to the rhythm, but if you do, it makes your attacks stronger. Um, the character plays to the rhythm, so you don't have to hit the buttons to the rhythm. But your character, your hits will hit to the rhythm always. So if you're, if you lose your rhythm, you can just use the cues of whenever he attacks to hit for your next attack and things like that. The whole world bounces to the rhythm, uh, as well. And it's, it's the, it's, it's just, it's really cool how they integrated songs and music into the cutscenes and things like that in this game. That it's just like, I was blown away from beginning to end. Um, the art style is fan-fucking-tastic. Because it is... It's more of that, like, cel-shaded, cartoony style. Um, and some of, like, the major, like, visual scenes, like, like some, like, the, the, the cut scenes or some, like, the major things to just sit there and watch, aren't even, like, in full 3D CG. It's cartoon. Like, it's hand... Probably not hand-drawn. But it's cartoon 2D made. And they're... They, like, even mid-level... There will be transitions from in-engine gameplay to the cartoon, and then back to in-engine gameplay. Absolutely seamless. Uh, that's actually pretty cool. I've he- yeah, I've heard like, nothing but good things about this. It is it is such a fun game. The music I unfortunately 
I had to play the music, the play it on streamer mode because I was streaming it, and I plan on uploading the backups onto YouTube in about a month. Um, they have licensed music, so I wasn't able to actually experience the licensed music. But the music they have, the original music they have that you can experience this game in, is really good. Um, it, it's a wide spectrum of different genres, and I I was not let down by any of the music I heard. Um, the only real complaint I could put onto this game is there are some sections of platforming that are just way too long. And there's way too much time in between actual, like, the actual nitty-gritty gameplay of the combat system. And uh, uh, there's, like, too much time between battle to battle in some of these sequels. I had somebody jump into my stream, I think this was on Monday, um, who was in my stream for an hour. And I don't know if I got more than two fights in that in that hour. It was one of the more boring levels, and and that was probably a little bit of my issue with a majority of the game. Like anytime there's op- it's open to exploration and there's no dialogue going on, it is kind of just like the the music is just the beat mostly, and the, like like just a repetitive beat and style of the song. Um, he moves the same speed that he would move if he's in combat. So the only way to actually move faster is to is to be using your dodge on beat in order to keep going faster, which, in my opinion, can get a little annoying because then you're just constantly hitting the dodge button the entire fucking game, which some of these levels took me over an hour to beat. So that's an hour of consistently going tap, 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 tap to move. Um... But, like, besides that... So it's goady, but it, it sucks, apparently, because you have to tap, tap, tap too much. No, you don't have to. That's the thing. You don't have to. You could just run around. It's just a little bit... It, it, I, I wish they sped up the, the movement when you're out of combat. They made it a little bit faster, or just made the platforming a little bit more enticing, because the platforming wasn't wasn't that, like... It, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad, but it just... It was, it was the weakest point of the game, was the platform. Okay, that's fair. Um, but yeah, it's just it was great. The story was fun. It was whatever. Like I'm, um, it like this. It wasn't like the greatest story in the world or anything like that. It is. It's it's fine. Like it's it 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 puts it, it explains why music is is the running force of the game and um it it was kind of like oh yeah I kind of knew that these two characters had something going on like pretty much immediately and like. It, it was, it was a, it was, it was, it wasn't anything special. It wasn't anything to like run home to, but, uh, Robbie Damon, uh, is, uh, lead voice, is, is the lead character. He, he voices Chai. Um, oh, that's cool. Who I didn't, I didn't realize that was him until more than halfway through the game when I heard him screaming. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's <laughs> Robbie Damon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just, I had an absolute blast playing this game. I think it's super fun. Did you the finish way it? They use... Yeah, I beat it. I beat it last night. It was, it's only, it's only about a 10-ish hour game for story. Uh, completionist, it's a little bit longer, and I do plan on going back to it. Um, but like, it's just going and playing through the levels again to unlock things that you couldn't unlock before. Um, and then there's like some challenge modes and things like that. And I, for me, when it comes to single player games, I'm not always 100% into the challenge modes, uh, or into like sticking to that stuff. I had fun with this game, but, I've, I, I've, I really wanted to get into Jedi Fallen Order. I just needed, I needed color in gaming, even though I'd just gotten done playing Mega Man X games. I needed actual color in gaming, and this, this game is bright, man. 
it's got such good style. It's got such good art that I like, I was like, it was very refreshing. And I needed to play something that everyone's talking about right now that was good in order to be like, all right, let's play video games again. Sorry, I was trying to get Ben to leave stuff alone that he was getting into while I was listening. Yeah, um, I get it. He, Dogs. He's he, he picks this time of day to get inquisitive about things that are near him all the rest of the day. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I downloaded Hi-Fi Rush. I just haven't had a chance to try it yet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I do you do you, I don't know your feelings on like rhythm games. Um, I do know you're not a big combat person, so this might not be the game for you. Well, it depends if the combat's actually good or not. The games that I, you I, think have good combat, I do not think have good combat. That's the that's the difference. Of, but that's the thing. A lot of other people say that these games also have good combat. But I don't trust any of those people. I don't know a single person that I trust that thinks Monster Hunter has good combat. Well, I'm talking like Legend of Zelda. I'm talking. Um, I mean, you, you. I don't think you would like Sifu even. Well, I don't know. You're fifty fifty with Sifu because you like fighting games and it's like combo input. Um, but like this is like the it's it's the. I think the combat was very good. I think it was very fun because it's rhythm and it's like it is. It, you you can say it's kind of Muso type esque where it's not a hundred enemies versus one, but it's like you're the the way you're pressing the buttons. So it's X X Y or X X X or whatever button combinations does different abilities and things like that. Um, but it's all within the rhythm. So and it's like. If you're hitting Y, that's actually a double beat. So if, cause it's the stronger attack. So you hit Y on the beat and then you have to wait an additional beat before you hit Y again or any other button to do the next attack because it is that extra beat before they attack. It's, it's really cool how they did that. Yeah. And like, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with rhythm or stuff like that. It, it really just comes down to like, like, like you mentioned Muso. Like, I don't think the combat in Muso games, like, like the feel is bad. I just think it's not fun because it really is just button mash your way through hordes of enemies. There's usually not much, at least early I, game, there's not much to it. But like, I know this game isn't a Muso. I was just using that as an yeah, example. No. But, but like, it, it is a similar feel because, like, if you play any of the, 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 the like, the Dynasty Warriors or Hyrule Warriors, whatever games, the Muso games, like, you tend to, depending on your character, find that combo that you like and continue to use it over and over and over again. And that's kind of how... It, in a sense, I did this game. It's like, once I got a sense for what combos I liked to use, those were really the only ones I used. So if I wasn't using the generic four X's, it would be like, it would be like X, Y, X, or, or like sometimes I would hit X even though I wanted to do a different combo and jump into the Y for the other combo because I would do a skipped beat in order to start a different combo. Um, and then it's like, it's, it, it gives you a, a rating, like how, um, well, no, I, Devil May Cry didn't do a rating after every fight, it was after every level. But this one does a rating after every fight, which they, it's cool, they use a lot of music terms, it's the choruses. Each of the fights are a chorus. Um, each of the levels are a track, in like, like in a CD. Um, so after each fight, they'll grade you and give you a, a ranking and things like that. Um, so, like, how good you were in hitting it on beat gives you a good rating. How fast you finished the fight gives you a good rating. And, like, how well you scored with getting combos and things like that will give you part of your... It, it's just all all over. Like, it's a very good action arcade game in, my, in, 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 in a way. And it's just... I, I cannot speak more positively about it. I just... 
I, I loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah. I might try and play sometime in the next week, and then I can come on next week and say how garbage it is. You pr- you will hate it. You'll hate it. Like, Absolutely. This is the worst game I've ever played after Monster Hunter. You're you're gonna you're gonna be the one person out there who hates this game. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Like like I literally had multiple people coming into my streams like, oh yeah, I played this last week. It's amazing. Oh yeah, I love this game. I can't stop playing it. And for me, I'm just like, this is my first time, and I was sad, so I needed a good game, and it's great. Well, I mean, now that you like that game, you have to go play Deathloop. Um, I mean, that it's 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 on uh, Game Pass, so it is it is on um. It is on the list. Wasn't it just free play. on PS Plus also? It it might also be free on PS Plus. I don't know. Uh, it might have been. I probably did get it if it was. I don't know. I don't. I don't really. You're I bad just at that. Download them. I download them and leave them. That's it. Yeah. Um. But for legitimately, the next game is going to be um Jedi Fallen Order, and then after that, Tales of Arise, because that's been a game I've really, really, really been wanting to play. Is Tales of Arise. Um. And so yeah, Jedi it's... Fallen Order is really good, and yeah, it, it's at least got difficulty settings. So if you're not feeling the way the combat is, you could either make it harder or easier. Like just like because like because you play a lot of Souls games, you may want it to be a little bit more challenging than it is, just so that yeah. that combat like flows better for you. So you might yeah. want to bump it up to hard, or you you might prefer the um the exploration side of it, and you might want to bump it down instead, and kind of yeah. like not deal with the combat as much. Because mo- other than like the boss fights, most of the combat is kind of just it's a lot of stormtroopers and stuff like that. Um, and then environmental hazards like different wild animals. Like uh, I want to say it's on Kashyyyk. Um, there's like giant spiders in one area. So like. The, the stormtroopers are fighting the giant spiders, and then you can come in and either wait for the one of them to take the other out and then clean it up, or just take out some of the spiders yourself. But those are yeah. more in line with, like, a Souls-style combat, where it's like, like, roll in, do a few slashes, roll away, like, don't stay in there for more than, like, a second or two, constantly moving sort of deal. Mm-hmm. And the stormtroopers are basically yeah. just... Hold block and you will shoot their shots back at them. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I like, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've been hearing nothing but good. I've heard at least two people. One of them who is a gamer, but not a huge gamer, say that they sat there and 100%ed it. Um, so it's like, I'm like, great. Another good game for me to play. And it's also like probably within my difficulty level of what I'm looking for. Um, Tales of Rise, I've just always been a huge fan of the Tales games. So that's like, I've never beaten a single one, but I've always loved every one that I've played. Yeah, that's a game. I, I want to play that game, too. Like, I have it. Like, it, it is installed on my Steam Deck. It's just I keep mm-hmm. grabbing other stuff because I'm like, that game's really long. And then I just play yeah. an equally long game for no particular yeah. reason. Yeah. Um. um but, but, yeah. How about, uh? what do you think of The Last of Us? The, the HBO series, The Last of Us, not the game. I'm going to tell you one thing. Don't binge that show. At least the first three episodes are so fucking heavy that, like, I just wanted to curl in a ball and cry when I finished the third episode. That You know what? That is true. That was a bad idea. You should not have done that. I, like, I don't know what I, I think what it was. So it was uh, Saturday. I had, I had errands and things and meal prep and a bunch of stuff I had to do on Saturday. Um, but it wasn't a lot to fill up my whole day. So when I actually finished everything, I was like, all right, what do I do now? I'm like, you know, everyone's talking about episode three. Let's watch it. Let's watch Last of Us. It's and like I'm. I want to see what's going on. 
And so I watched the first one, and like it's it's what I was expecting for the most part. Uh, they they helped uh, like build up the relationship between Joel and his daughter more. I think we've talked about this when you you watched it when it first. Yeah, they, they expanded on um, it. Rather than it just starting at that yeah. night, it starts earlier in the day. Yeah, and they, like, expanded on their relationship and how they were. And then um, you move on to episode two, and it's just, like, you, you find out about, uh, you, like, you, you get more into the world, and then what happens at the end of episode two, and I'm just like, shit. Like, I, I kind of knew that was happening, because I think that was a little reflective of something that happened in the games. I can't 100% remember. It, it's similar, but um, just, like, not counting the end of that episode, um, did you catch the the thing about um, the flower? Um, thing about the... Uh, no. Right. What, what? So, spoilers for episode two of The Last of Us. Um, minor spoilers. At the beginning of the episode, there's that um, scientist who's like... <gasps> Oh and, yeah, yeah. And she right, yeah, she finds how... out that it, um the the first infected were from a flower and green flower processing and yeah. place. Yeah. So Joel and his daughter were supposed to have pancakes and a cake and they were offered like the biscuits and stuff from the neighbors. Um yeah. but they didn't have any of those and they didn't turn, but like the neighbor who had been eating those biscuits did. So like yeah. it was just a series of just Things didn't quite work out for them that had them skipping eating the food that probably would have had them yeah, yeah, infected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, that, yeah. I thought, when you said flour, I thought you were, like, F-L-O-W-E-R, not Oh, uh, no, no, flour, like baking flour. Um, yeah, yeah, I did catch that, because, like, at one point throughout episode two, uh, Ellie asked, like, how, how did this all happen? Was it episode two, or was it episode three? Um, it was episode two because they're not really yeah. in episode three all that much. Yeah, they're not really in episode three. So it was episode two. Ellie was like, "How did this all happen? What what what, what happened?" And uh, he was like, "Well, they think it was in flower." And then they mentioned the flower plant in the previous one. And like, I do very much like how it's like transmitted. How like the way they like show that it actually comes out of their mouth and into like the others. It's it's not and spores. We'll, like yeah. in the air, like they're never going to have to do the wear gas mask thing. Yeah, I mean it, they they could eventually do spores, but yeah, they're 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 not going to because that would just be too much, and you have to cover up the actors' faces. Though I do oh. think the the biggest problem with them not doing the spores is if they start adapting part two at some point. Um, yeah, you lose that really good scene with Ellie and the one lady in the hospital. Where they both fall down, and the lady's, like, panicking, and Ellie's just standing there like, bitch, you're dead, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's right, that whole scene, that whole sequence. Because yeah, that's a I, thing that happens a bunch in the second game, because, like, she ends up in these situations without a mask, and people are, like... Like, especially early on, she gets, um like, kind of told off by Joel for that, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, I, I, But, like, and that was... I, I like that was a little throwaway where she was like, so there's none that, like... If you get too close, it shoots out spores and affects you, and this and that, and you're like, God, we hope not, and stuff like that. But if you watch the trailers, they do hint at at least a brute or two. Um, I think the CG and whatnot in the in the design of the infected is great. Yeah, they did a really good job uh, with that. Like, they look like but, they do in the game. And I, I also like how, like, at one point, LES, like, how long do they live? And he's like, 
anywhere between a month and six years. Like, it was like, some only go a month, but there have been some that have been around since the start. So it's, it, you really don't know. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because, like, there was the scene in the first episode where they're in the tunnels, and there's the one that, like, grew to the assimilated wall. to the wall. Yeah. And, like, it's like, all right, well, how long was he gone? Probably only a month or two he was down there. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, the, the other nice thing they're doing, just, like, cinematography-wise, is they're doing a lot of shots that highlight, like, the dust and stuff in the air, which is something that the first game did a lot of, both because of the spores, but also it was, like, a thing that they were trying to show off with the PS3. Um, yeah. It was, like, all the like the particle effects and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but let's let's get into the episode that everyone's been talking about, episode three. Uh, I was blown away by that episode. I thought it was very well put together. It was a very good story. Um, I was not expecting any of it at all. Yeah. Uh, because, so, I it's been a long time since I played Last of Us. I played it when it released, and I haven't played it since. Yeah, so um, I remember these characters from the game, but it wasn't until, like watching it and then looking them up that I remembered like who they really were um in my head when I when I heard who um Nick Offerman was playing I was thinking that he was the bad guy from later in the game um during the winter when you're controlling Ellie so I didn't expect to see him until like late in the season um if at all actually now this like seeing what the pacing is like I'm just like oh this show is moving really slowly I wonder how they're going to get to him, and then he's in episode three. I'm like, oh, he's not who I thought he was. Yeah. So I I remember because he's he's earlier on in the in the game as well, but his whole sequence is like you actually as Joel in the game you meet these characters, or at least you meet Nick Offerman's character. Yeah, you meet Bill. I, you meet Bill, uh, and it was Bill and Frank, right? Yep. And Frank um, Frank, you find his dead body in the game. Yeah. So you find Frank's dead body. Uh, from apparently, and I can't remember this, it was hinted that there was some sort of relationship between Bill and Frank in the game. So it's it's a little more um, ambiguous in the game. So mm-hmm. in the game, and I guess r- real quick, spoilers for episode three and the game of the the Last of Us Part One, as they're calling it now. Um, I will put like a a thing in the in the show notes for where it is, so that you know to skip to the. The next thing. Um, but yeah, so in the game, Bill and Frank, um, Bill calls Frank his partner, but like, mm-hmm. it's never explicitly stated, like, what kind of partner. It's just, yeah. If, if, if you pay attention, like, obviously he means, like, like romantic partner. Um, mm-hmm. or at least I think that's what it's supposed to be. But when you, um, when you find Frank's body, cause he's kind of like in a room in a building, like, not in that town, um, he's dead. He is killed himself i think he hung himself um yeah because he he got he got bit he's like he was infected um and he left a note basically saying how much he hated bill that he like he was actually leaving to try and go to the quarantine zone when he got infected um and rather than like go back or anything like that he just decided i'd rather just kill myself here um and part of his reasoning was he hated bill for how he ran their little like thing that they had Mm -hmm. um and i think that was Super interesting that they took that and just completely 180 it. And I feel like that was, it was a good call to change the story up. Because in the game, you can't, you can tell that story that we were told, um, in the game, but you won't have 
an hour to show. You won't have that time to show it. You'll have however long these two characters are together before you run off again and continue your journey with, with Joel and Ellie. Like, you won't have the time that they were given by HBO, essentially, to show this relationship and how it grew and how it budded. So to put that in the game the way it was worked in that sense, but it worked so much better in the in in its show itself to have the relationship the way it was in in this in this era essentially. Yeah, and basically get getting to see that twenty year gap, um, and like seeing Joel and Tess at certain points in that gap, and like even after um, so near the end of of it. Uh, when they're basically like like fighting and um Bill gets injured and everything like that, he actually yeah. like he does not want anything to do with Joel and Tess at the beginning. But he literally tells Frank, he's like, "Go find Joel. Joel will help you." Um, yeah, yeah. So like it, it was just interesting to see how much like the character changed over like those twenty years because like he was a prepper, like he was kind of in his element when the world went to shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I will say one thing. If Neil Druckmann wasn't co-writing and producing this show, I probably would have not been that big of a fan of this change. Because to me, at that point, because I never really got the hint that they were part, like, remote romantic partners in the games, to me, this would have just been a change for, um, wokeness and not a change for, like, how the story should be shown. And so I feel since Druckmann is like a part of making this, it's part of his vision, his legit vision to where I'm more, I'm, I'm like, this is, this is how the story should be in a sense. And not like, Oh, they just did this to be woke. Yeah. And I mean, like, so to my understanding, like Druckmann actually has very little to do with like the writing of the show. So I don't know that he necessarily had like any creative input on this, but like if if you play the game and actually like follow like the pretense in it, like they were supposed to be a couple in the game. Um, it's just it's not explicit because like I think Druckman may have even admitted this. Like he is not great at writing um like queer coupling. That's why yeah. like you don't really get any of it in The Last of Us, obviously. But in The Last of Us Two, like like they have a a a also co writer for that game that I think actually helped with a lot of. The relationship stuff between um, Ellie and I want to say her name was Dina, but I might be wrong. I think so. I can't remember. But they but... that episode was just like even taking out the the romance aspect. Even if you look at it as like not a romance, it was just a yeah. really really well done episode about people kind of coping with the apocalypse in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just like kind of watching, like I said, just watching the change in Bill's character from kind of like this this prepper like wants to be left alone to excuse me opening up and becoming like dependent on on Frank in in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. It was it was such a good episode and it had me like I just watched the first two as I was watching that and I was just like, "Oh my god. Oh boy, I am just sad now." Yeah, and it like there were a few times where you thought like something was going to happen, and then you know, that, like they would it would jump three more yeah. years, and like they'd still be together and still be okay. And <laughs> yeah, so like I thought, I thought the emergency was going to be when they were under attack. Like I thought, like when the music played, 
because the music played at the end of the first episode. And so I thought that music playing right there was going to be the attack. And them letting them know, like, hey, we're under attack, we need help. And so I thought the, the, uh, like, the next episode or the end of the episode was going to start with Joel and Ellie getting there with the place in shambles or something like that. Because if I remember correctly in the games, like, there wasn't really a good ending for Bill in the game. Like, there like there was a horde of zombies coming in or something like that. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't hunky-dory in a sense. It, like, he didn't have that sort of happy ending at the end of it, in, in the game. I can't 100% remember that. Like I said, it's been forever since I played it. Yeah, and it, it has been, like, I haven't played the first game since 2013. Um, and the second one since last year, 2021, right? Or was it 2020? I don't remember anymore. Yeah. I think it was 2020. Yeah, uh, yeah I think it might have been 2019. No, no, it, it was that. post-pandemic because they pushed it back at one point. Okay. Uh, you know, it was 2020 because yeah. it was before the PS5 came out. Okay. Wow, holy shit, it was almost three years ago. But yeah, that, that, that show is doing very well. Um, I'm probably generally going to be a week behind on it. Probably not going to watch the episodes until the Saturday after, just because it's how timing will work for me. Um, that's fair. And you stream usually on Sunday, like evening, afternoon, right? I don't, I can't watch it live because I don't have, I don't know what time it goes up on HBO. Nine o'clock. But I can't, so on HBO Max, it goes up at nine o'clock as well, like on the apps. Yeah. Okay, so then, yeah, like, I'm usually streaming or getting ready. F- if I'm not streaming, I'm getting ready for bed at 9 o'clock on a Sunday. Um, but by getting ready for bed, I just mean I'm chilling there watching TV or watching other streamers. So, like, it's not something that I really think to, like, oh, let's stop and watch. Because I also, I have a mentality of I can't watch it till the next day anyway. Because that's usually how it goes. Yeah, we usually um, watch it on Monday or Tuesday. It's actually releasing on HBO Max on Saturday this week, I think. Oh, because of the Super Bowl? Because of the the big game, you can't say the Super Bowl legally. You cannot say the Super Bowl. You have to say the big game. It's not a big game though. But it's the big game. You can't. Le- I mean, we're small enough to where it doesn't matter. But legally, you cannot say the words Super and Bowl when referencing that game because the NFL could sue you because they own the copyrights to those terms. All right, so it's the Super Bowl then. The Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm not calling it the big game because um, that's stupid because it's a mediocre game at best. Well, that's that's why, like, if you ever listen to the radio, they're always saying, like, oh, the, the game party or the big game party or uh, Preston and Steve, their local radio show to us, um, they did the soup bowl party once. And so people brought in soup bowls for it because you cannot, if you're, if you, if you cannot use it in a commercial sense or in just, you cannot say the word, the words, or you could get soup. That's why even, like, most TV shows, like, they have to get the rights, and they probably have in the credits, like, the rights to say it from the NFL or something like that. It's ridiculous. It's the dumbest. Yeah, thing. no, I just looked this up. I, I didn't realize that was, like, a real thing, but it is legitimately yeah. a real thing. Super Bowl and Super Sunday are both tri- copyrighted by the NFL. Yeah. What a bunch of douchebags. Yeah. If you say that on media, you could get sued. Or at least, it, like you, it, you don't. You're not going to get sued. You're going to get like a copyright infraction against you. Yeah. Like it, like you'd have to like be like using it in a way that like is making you a large amount of money for them to actually. Yeah. It's it's like when you get a copyright strike on Twitch or YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Um. But you want to move on from The Last of Us? 
yeah, let's talk about, um, I mean, however much of the Flash you want to talk about. I think that season was very vanilla. Um, it, and... it is by far the most disappointing season of the Flash I can think of. And that's including the weirdly hyphenated, like, COVID season. Yeah. Um, uh, can, can we just, can we just let Reverse Flash die, please? Like, and you know what? Like, I'm fine with the Reverse Flash not dying, cause I mean, that's how time travel works. Like, he's not tech- No, it doesn't! It is. Cause a Reverse no, Flash can cause... come back from any point in history. But his, his relative, who came, who he came from, Eddie Thawne, in season one of The Flash, killed him, shot himself in the chest, which destroyed the Reverse Flash. He has somehow still existed, even though his bloodline has never existed. Yeah, no, I mean, that that is also how, like, comic books work, man. There's a multiverse it, out it, there. But he's not from the multiverse. He's from, like, this timeline, but this verse. There was also like, that entire storyline where the time wraiths were literally hunting him. Um, and yeah. then they caught him and they just decided to make him, like, a a thing. Like, like a, a watcher yeah, of they, the timeline. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's just been, it's been... They, there, there has been so much thawing, and they can never, never fucking decide what face to give him. I thought it was inc- so, and and here was my problem with him. I think, I think Thawne as a villain is fine because he is at, he is the only other like speedster villain they have had that actually has like an interesting personality. Like as soon as um season two guy stopped being like the good Flash, he lost all personality. Um, but like. Uh, Wells Reverse Flash and Normal Reverse Flash. They're at least menacing and interesting, and they have like this this thing about them. Yeah. But in this season, at the end of this season, there's like a, a so I guess first off, there's no real proper overarching story that gets like no that that makes any sense. Like l- l- there's this stupid fucking Iris is like time infected or something. It's stupid. It's boring. They just. They, they keep randomly bringing their future kids into it, which doesn't work the way it did in any previous season. And I like yeah. both of them. They're not bad. They're fine. Like, it's not, a, it's not a problem with them. It's a problem with how they're using them. Um, but at the end of this one, they have like a, 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 an, an amnesiac time splinter of classic faced Thrawn, um, yeah. who is working with, with a woman from the comics who, who gets speed powers also. Um, yeah, she gets reverse flat. She gets reverse speed force or negative speed force. Yeah, yeah. Powers and reverse. She's basically can be the reverse flash, but she's good and not evil. Yeah, but at the end of this, like they they do some stuff that Thrawn ends up getting speed powers too, and then the negative the negative forces because that's just what we fucking needed. Um, basically make that Thrawn um evil reverse flash again, like give him all his memories. But instead of it just being that guy, that guy who is the original face of Thrawn, yeah. he rips off his fucking face, mask and all, like like literally rips it off to show a new masked face underneath that is the fucking Wells Thrawn. Fucking Tom Cavanaugh. And like, don't get me and, wrong, and then, I love Tom Cavanaugh. That he he needs to be important in the last season, but like, I'd rather him be important as a Wells than a Reverse Flash. Yeah, absolutely. Like. I know they're not like I. I would wish they could do it. I want them to bring Harry back for the last season. Yeah. I want them to show that when Oliver fixed like the multiverse, that like Earth Two changed, but like he, him, and and Jesse were brought back in that Earth Two as themselves. Yeah. Um, whether they do that or not, who knows? 
But like, yeah. I, I think it's supposed to be a truncated season. So like, hopefully he's, he's good for it. Um, the only thing I think they did well in this season, um, is kind of like bringing some of the, the past characters in for brief things. Like they brought, um, um, the people back in the, the Armageddon thing. So you like, you had some of that stuff in the, the first half of the season. Um, you had Thrawn, like both faces showing up. Um, oh, there was that episode where people were like remembering thing, like they were being haunted by the death storm or the, yeah, the death storm or whatever he was calling himself. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like you had Robbie Amell as, as Ronnie, but he was like an evil doppelganger mm-hmm. Ronnie. And you had like the, the guy who played Eddie in the first season. Like they did a good job with that stuff of just like, Hey, remember these people? Um, but like everything else was just like the storylines were mediocre. The the just every, like it was such a bad season of television. I'm I'm just I'm getting I was getting tired of like it's like you said. There's no cohesive storyline throughout. It's it is like it's quarterly monster of the week or like it's basically split in thirds. The first third of it was um, Dark Storm or or whatever Dark Firestorm. The second third was saving iris again which is fucking stop just stop it was saving her the whole time because when they think they got her she then disappeared again yeah and then and then the last third was like still saving iris but trying to understand why there's a second wells and then you finding out like oh because of what he did for the timeline to save everything the time rate the the wraiths gave him like his new body back or Whatever, and then, like, the finale of just Super Wells, and just, like, no, none of this works. It doesn't really connect, and Iris is now a speedster for some reason or something or other. No, no, she's, this was not the season where she was a speedster. I thought at the end she had speedster powers again. Maybe she did. For the final fight, she did. She had, she had speedster powers for the fight against Super Wells, because it was all four of them and Garrett. Jay Garrett, where, so it was five versus Super Wars. Right, I was starting to space out at the end, because it was just, like, everything, so I picked up um, the episode that Killer Frost dies. Yeah, and, and <laughs> that whole t- that whole thing was bad, like, that, like, the, 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 the whole, like, honestly, the Dark Firestorm storyline was good. I liked that storyline, and the whole thing between, like, 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 um, Caitlyn and Dark Firestorm and Frost and everything like that. It's Death Storm. Come on now. Death Storm. The thing that I hate was she's dead. Oh, we're gonna bring her back. No, you're not. All right, we're not. Oh, we're gonna bring her back now. Fuck you. Make up your mind. Yeah, like, stop with this wishy washy bullshit. And it, it, none like, of it was good. Is the problem? No. Yeah, like I only, I only, wa- I watched eight episodes yesterday. Um. Mm-hmm. It was not a good time. Like, I did not yeah, enjoy I, almost any of it. But I, I want it to be caught up because I want to be able to watch the final season. Um, yeah. Not even because I think it's going to be good. Because at, at this point, like, the last, like, two or three seasons have not been good. This has just yeah, been, been the worst. But, yeah. like, I'd like to see how it all wraps up. And I don't want to wait until it's all done and then have to catch up on 12 or yeah. 13 or however many episodes it is. Because this is basically the end of the Arrowverse. Like we we have we have Superman and Lois still, for but that's at least not part of the season, Arrowverse. But it's not part of the Arrowverse. Like what I want to do now is I started watching. I watched the first episode of last season of Supergirl, um, and I want to watch the rest of them 
just to see how that ended before the finale of Flash. But there is no, I don't think, I think Black Lightning ended forever ago. Um, I think I it ended the same year as Supergirl, maybe, or the year before. Yeah. I think it got like three or four seasons, and then he showed up in the the Flash stuff from yeah. this past season. And then, and then we had uh, Legends has been over for pretty much uh, or the that was last, last season year. was the last. Yeah, that was the last Legends season because like it, they got canceled. It they didn't even get a finale. It just got canceled, which sucks because uh, they left it super wide open. Um, so it's like, yeah, this is the end of the Arrowverse, which sucks. Like, oh man, what are we gonna do? Like. I, I loved the Arrowverse. I loved it. I started with the Flash, and I'm ending it with the Flash. But wait, like, you didn't I start with watched... Arrow? No, I didn't. I watched the Flash first. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I watched it, and then I think I, uh, when I found out there was the crossover episode coming up, or there was gonna be a crossover episode, I watched the Arrow. Um, I watched all of the Arrow previous seasons and then caught up to the arrow so i could know what was going on with the crossover and then went from there yeah i started with the flash oh yeah i didn't realize that um yeah it is a shame though like like it's a shame that it because like arrow had its dips in quality but i feel like it like kind of it started to dip back up near the end and like it had a stronger final season um i hope that happens for the flash but like i just don't expect it to um i think i i think like the well has one dry for the flash fortunately like there's there's only so much more you could do especially since crisis is over and like in originally the whole thing for the flash was like in 2023 he was supposed to disappear or some shit like or like 2040 or something like that he was supposed to disappear and then they uh quicken that timeline to when crisis happened and now like all right well there's no crisis there's no him ever leaving or disappearing ever again so like what now um, and they keep trying to bring in the kids, and it's like, well, the kids are from 20 years from now, so you can't keep doing that, because they're not even born in the show yet. Yeah, exactly. Keep making them younger, actually, because they're supposed to have been born by now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, th- well, they also keep changing them. Like, it, at the end of this season, like, when Nora shows up at one point, like, she feels bad by, like, telling Barry, she's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm not a CSI in this timeline. Like, I know I used to be one in, like, a timeline that you originally met me, but now I'm a reporter like Mom. And I'm like, hey, why do you know that? Like, why do you remember your past timeline? Like, Mm -hmm. that's weird. I feel like that should have just been a thing that Barry remembered and then was just slightly confused. But, yeah, it's just, it was a bad season. Um, I actually, both seasons of Superman and Lois were good. So, like, I have hope for the third season of that. I am curious to see how how they do with, like, replacing the one son. Um, Yeah. That's right, I forgot about that. And you know what, like, Stargirl, not the best show, but it, it was consistent. Like, it was consistently, yeah. like, at least had a level of entertainment and campiness to it. Um, yeah. That, like, I will probably watch that that third season of that final, third and final season of that from earlier this year, I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, and, like, the CW isn't really doing stuff anymore, and with all the DCU shuffles, I don't even know what to expect out of, like, future se- seasons of Superman and Lois or that um that Gotham Knights Gotham Academy whatever they're calling it the yeah, the thing which... that um that Diggle's supposed to be in which yeah. also what a waste of fucking time with his character like yeah. you end Arrow with him picking up a fucking box that glows green like a fucking lantern ring everyone's been saying he should be green lantern for a fucking decade 
and then you change your fucking mind and you just write it off as a box that he never fucking uses. Well, no, like, they explain, it is the Green Lantern ring, though, like. They never flat out say it. But, like, it's, it is, it's, it is, it was the Green Lantern ring that he decides. Like, I don't think it was actually, after. I don't think it was actually the ring. The way what that other, they describe other... it, it just, it doesn't sound like the ring. It sounds like he had a choice to maybe go do some, like, crazy space shit, but he just throws it away and it just, like, vanishes in time. Well, yeah, because he's like, I, I like my kids. I like my life on Earth and I don't want to be a guardian of the galaxy. Which, like, if it was a, a Green Lantern ring, like, he doesn't necessarily have to leave. Like, yeah, like, th- he would he that- would be the Earth's Green Lantern. Like, that's how Green Lantern works. No, Green Lanterns work by sector. Fucking Hal Jordan is just a shitty Green Lantern. They, ha- yeah. they have entire sectors they're supposed to be patrol. Fucking Hal Jordan just sticks to Earth because he's a fucking child. Well, maybe Earth should stop getting in trouble. <laughs> a lot of other planets get in trouble, too, and Hal Jordan's just a bitch about it. Do they really, though? Yeah. Yeah, they occasionally have have trouble elsewhere in the galaxy. Honestly, the last, like, decade of Green Lantern, like, they're barely fucking on Earth. Yeah. Like, most of them are out in space, like, 90% of the time. The, you don't really see any anyone other than, like, Hal on Earth. Hal or John. Like, they kind of take turns. Um, you don't really see any of the, of the other ones on Earth unless there's, like, a big crossover happening and, like, the Green Lantern Corps shows up to help. Like, Dark Crisis. Yeah. I'm pretty sure when Dark Crisis ended... It was with, like, the Green Lanterns showing up and, like, adding, like, the, the core strength to, like, all the other heroes. Mm-hmm. Because that was a, that was a weird fucking event. Yeah. Night, Nightwing's I... in charge of the Justice League now, though, so that's cool. Only they're just the Titans. They're not calling them the Justice League. Right. I heard that, I heard that, like, he, like, the Titans are now the new, like, major, uh, team up of DC. Yeah, like, the Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, basically, they're just like, we need to rethink the Justice League and, like, our places in it. So they they went to Nightwing. They're like, you're the only person that we trust to do this. So <laughs> as long as you accept it, we're going to make you the leader of all of the heroes. Weird. Yeah. That's just weird. I mean, Dick Grayson is like the third oldest hero for DC. Yeah. Like. That's true. And he, he does, he is one of the few like non-powered heroes that has a, has so many other heroes and is actually like respected by them. Like when su- yeah. in the in the most recent like Superman arc that was happening, he Superman had to leave the planet like to go like help like another like race that was like descended from Kryptonians. Mm-hmm. Had no idea when or if he would ever come back, and he went to Nightwing to ask Nightwing to keep an eye on his son who was like becoming Superman basically. Yeah. So like it does make sense that they went that direction. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. So Flash season eight was not good. Um, I, I, no. I hope season nine is at least a little bit better. Um, but I also watched Lockwood and Co, mm-hmm. which have you, have you seen anything about this? I've seen that it's kind of spooky, but not, um, that's that, about it. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's, it's a Netflix show based on like some YA books or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. it's got a really cool concept. So it is an alternate timeline where at some point around 50 years ago, something happened. They don't get into it in the series yet. I don't know if the books ever get into it or not. But something happened and ghosts start, like, being a thing to worry about. Only, like, it's not just, like, ghosts are ha- haunting places. Um, if they touch a, a human, that human just dies. Um, okay. And it seems like if they don't quite touch you, but, like, interact with you in a different way, um, you become, like, catatonic and there's no reversing it. Like, at one point, they they showed this hospital bed, this hospital just lined with beds, 
of people that are basically just catatonic and have been for who knows how long. Okay. Um, but so like they, they implement a, a curfew because these things are stronger at night than they are during the day. And, um, there are like academies of people that, and I think it, I think it's one of those things where like younger people are more attuned to it. So they have like various abilities to like sense or detect these things. Then like as you get older, they start to like wear away. That's the impression I got at least. Mm-hmm. But they use a lot of like common like ghost things like um warding them away with like iron and silver, like circles of salt, like so like everyone everyone that's like like a, a ghost hunter like carries around like a fucking um like dueling saber and uh they usually have like little bombs with like iron shavings in it or um like things of salt and and that sort of stuff so they can make circles to protect themselves. It's got yeah. it's got a lot of like cool lore and and stuff going in. Um, and this show follows, like, a small agency started by, like, a young guy, and he, he brings on two other people. Um, it primarily follows this girl, Lucy, who grew up in a different part of the UK, went through an, was forced into the academy by her shitty mother, um, had something go very poorly, and left that, that agency to go to London, and ended up falling in with, like, this much smaller one. And it's kind of, like, them trying to, like, make a name for themselves and survive, like, a lot of bureaucracy while also, like, solving some, like, weird cases that end up being much larger than they expected. Um, it was, it was a surprisingly good show. The special effects were, were pretty good too for, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure this was, like, a BBC show that, like, Netflix bought the, like, US streaming rights for. Um, so, like, Special effects are good. Like, like the story was fun. Like, we watched it over the course of like two days. I think it's only eight or nine episodes. Um, definitely worth checking out, though. Yeah, I, I've I've seen some things about it. I've seen like visually, like some of the ghosts look pretty good, and like I, I mean, I haven't really heard too much more about it besides just basically what I said. It look it looks good. It looks like an interesting series. Yeah, it's got like three story arcs, kind of like spread throughout it. Um, and like there's bits of it that do carry between them. Like there's a, there's like a government agent cop sort of guy that he has an issue with, with Lockwood, who is like the, the younger guy that starts this, this Lockwood and Co. agency. Um, mm-hmm. and all you know really about him is like his parents, I, I think were like ghost hunters or whatever they're calling themselves, but died when he was younger. And so like he, he inherited their house and like that's their base of operations. But for whatever reason, like, this agent guy does not like him, um, and kind of tries to force the girl to, like, just go home. Um, and she, like, she decides not to for one reason or another. But there's just, there's a lot of, like, cool things that kind of, like, come about with it. Some pretty good sword fights. Um, like, they, they definitely did some, some good choreography with that stuff. And because it's, like, there are guns, like, I think, I think somebody might, might actually get shot at one point in the show. But it, it does tend to be like a lot of like hand to hand combat because when these people are, are like coming to at, at odds with each other, it's usually because like they were trying to do something with like ghosts or like haunted artifacts. Um, so like they have their swords with them. And so that's how they end up like dueling and fighting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. They're, they're like Hopefully. 42 minute episodes. So like they're not super long. Um, it's easy to like watch a couple of them and then like, Move on to something else for a while. Yeah, I uh, I was gonna try to watch um, the Digimon Adventure series, like the like new the like like the remake one. 
Yeah, uh, it's not on Hulu anymore. I watched like three episodes and then it's no longer on Hulu. Damn it. Oh, that sucks. Uh, yeah. But I am, uh, I'm gonna watch because I've seen it all, but it's been forever. Um, I've seen most of it. I'm gonna watch all of Trigun because there's a new Trigun series. Yeah, well, I guess with that, would you, would you like to have our little, little anime corner real quick? Uh, I mean, we, we can. We could try. Uh, do a little bit of an anime corner. But yeah, I was gonna try to watch, uh, the new Trigun series. Um, because it looks weird, and I want to check it out. Yeah, like, I I, I'm torn about it. I do want to watch it, too. I kind of want to, like you said, I kind of want to sit and rewatch the original, because it has been a very long time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But apparently, like, um, Meryl mm-hmm. is not an insurance agent in this one. She is, like, a reporter. Okay. And Millie, who was, like, the taller one, um, is not in it immediately, from what I gathered. Mm-hmm. So like I'm really curious to know like how many like how many like liberty changes they made with it and if this is any closer to like the manga than the original was. So I never yeah. read the manga. All I know is like the the original Trigun ran for like a couple of volumes and then the magazine was canceled and like a few years later it picked back up as Trigun Maximum and like the story picks up like after like a couple years after the end of the original. But I don't think that was ever adapted to anything. No. So yeah. Have, did you start Trigun yet, or is it just kind of, like, on your list to get to? It's it's on my list. I keep me... I, like, I want to do, like, an episode a day or something like that, since the current show is, like, ongoing still, so it's, like, there's no rush. Yeah. Um, But it's just, like, I, every time I go to sit down and be like, all right, I should watch this, it's late and I'm falling asleep. That's, that's, that's fair. At least they are short episodes, so, like, you can do, like, an episode and... Yeah. As long an as you're not falling asleep, it's, like, it's a quick watch. Yeah, and the voice, the English voice acting is good enough to where, like, I'll just watch it in English, not in Japanese. Plus, also, just, it's Johnny Young Bosch, and he's awesome. I was gonna say, like, and and he's doing the new one, too. Yeah, he's doing the new one, just like he's doing Ichigo and Bleach in Thousand Year Blood War. Yeah, which, they did a fantastic job adapting at least that first part of of the, the manga story arc. Dude, it was so good. I am, I, I want... I want it to be June. Yeah. I want it to be June. I think it's July, not June. Whatever, whatever, whatever J month it is, I want it to be that month. Yeah. I, I don't know if you saw, apparently they are going to have an anime only fight that was cut from the original manga. Yeah. I did see, I did see that get mentioned. They're, they're, they, uh, from what I remember or recall seeing, like they're adding a good number or they're adding some exclusive anime only things, like not just that one fight. They're going to be adding a few of them. Um, hopefully they use this to even do, like, the next chapter of Bleach that was, like, I think it was official, but wasn't official, like, the Hell arc or something like that. Like, I'm hoping they do that as well, because some cool things come out of that, too. So, there was a one-shot from, like, last year, or, no, it was longer ago than that now, um, that was just kind of like, hey, here's, like, 20 years later, and it's, it's only, it's a one-shot, so, like, there's not a ton to it. But it was left open, like they could come back to it. Um, yeah, they, they ha- like like there hasn't been anything more. But um, yeah, I, I'm excited that they're willing to to change things a little bit, though, because mm-hmm. the biggest issue with the manga arc for that is it starts off very kind of like slow and deliberate, like this first half of the season or this first quarter of the season. Like it was good, it explained things, it, it was deliberate, and then. By the end, everything is just super rushed. 
like it is one of the most anticlimactic final like things of like an anime I can think of. Yeah, I think I think what it was though was Kubo was just done with writing it. Well, it got canceled also, um, so they were trying to they were also okay. forcing him to wrap up as soon as possible. Yeah. Um. Um. But because yeah, he had he had to he had to stop writing other stuff because Bleach got so popular. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's usually how it goes. Like these guys, like they only work on one series at a time because most of the time they're writing and drawing it. Yeah. Um. But I I forgot until we were watching it that. When Ichigo gets like his his real Zanpakuto, I forgot that um that old man Zangetsu actually tells him that like he's basically been throttling his power that whole time. Yeah. So that like any time that Ichigo actually like unleashed power, it was never all of his power. Yeah. Um, which is kind of wild when you think about all the shit he's done. Like. Oh yeah. Well, I mean that's that's uh like that was one of the things that they were trying to explain, or that uh Unahana was going to try to explain, or not was it Unahana? Uh, Clog Clog and Hats. Um, Unahana is the uh the medical. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Uahara. Uahara. Yeah. Uahara was like trying to explain to Ichigo like him and uh fucking uh 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 what's his name were the only two that their bankai couldn't be stolen because it wasn't their actual fucking bankai. Um and like they didn't fully explain that yet, but like they're 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 I cause like they didn't they didn't get into um uh uh Zabimaru yet uh, in the anime. I I've kind of looked ahead on certain things. Yeah it, certain Renji things. basically forced the sword to change. Like Well it turns out I think what I read the sword didn't didn't like fully believe in Renji, so the sword gave him the wrong name. Yeah, like which is why he has basically two bankas. Yeah, so and so like if you remember from the Soul Society arc, like Renji basically like forced him, like forced himself to to unlock his bankai. Like mm-hmm. Ichigo did too. Like he basically did the same training as Ichigo. Um, yeah, but like his sword, be- because of prior like conversations that they show with the sword, like you got the impression that like his sword didn't really have a connection with him the way a lot of the other ones seem to. Um, but sp- because you mentioned um, Uahana, like her fight with um, Kempachi is fucking nuts. That was such a good fight. That was it was unexpected. Like the the entire series, they write her as just like this calm collected person they, at least the anime like they never actually show her off you never see her fight you never see she's always just healing people and then oh no it turns out she's got a bloodlust and she like she wants to fuck people up yeah she, but no she is one of the original her. 13 captains yeah back when they were nothing but like like savages yeah basically. i was trying to think of the right word and it was just not coming to me yeah. And like, like her original name was like she was the original Kempachi, or at least she was the previous yeah. Kempachi. So like, yeah, that that whole thing was very wild. Like when um uh the the flower cloak guy is just like, can you can you go help him? And like you're just like, what do you mean? Can she go help him? Like she yeah. she's the one that does the healing. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, it sucks though that they had that they kill her off. Like she like if they didn't kill her off, and like if if. I, I mean, I guess it makes sense, because, like, they would have been too powerful to have both Kempachi and Unahana, like, side by side. But, like, it just, it, it is a bummer to me that, like, it's just like, oh, yeah, it turns out she's a fucking badass, but we gotta kill her now, because she's a badass. Yeah, and it's like, what would it have been like if 
her and Kempachi were around. It would it would have there would have been no question. They would have been able to like if she had just gone into the fight initially. Like you know how many how many of them she probably would have been able to take down if she had just fought during the invasion. I mean, probably quite a few. (laughs) Probably quite a few. Um, Yeah. But yeah, like she doesn't. She never actually fights. No, she 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 doesn't fight the entire series, and it's like, oh yeah, here, yeah, I'm a badass, but no one's good as good as is no one's good enough to fight me, so I don't fight. I'm like, fuck you, man. Like you're cool, you're awesome, but like most of Soul Society's dead now because of you. You could have fought. I mean, to be fair, though, I don't know that she was actually that powerful that she would have been able to stop, um, what's his name? Um, Yubaka or whatever, however you pronounce yeah, his name. Yeah, Yiwa, Yiba, however you say yeah. his name. Like, like, yeah, she wouldn't have been able to stop him, but she, she would have been able to stop a lot of others, and then maybe Kenpachi himself would have been able to stop the others, like, in his unpowered up state. Um, maybe, maybe the, the, the captain, the, the, the head captain that wouldn't have fully died, died because of all this. Like, I, I mean, she wouldn't have been able to use her Bankai though, because it would have been stolen. So there's that, but it's just, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like it was, it was, it was awesome. It was an awesome fight, but like, it's kind of a letdown to find out that she's so badass right before she dies. Yeah. So out of curiosity, did you catch what her actual name was before? No, I can't remember. Um, Yurichu? Yeah, I just remember it was Kenpachi. Y- what is it? Uh, y- Yachiru? Yachiru. Do you know who uh, Who else has that name? Yeah, well, it's his, it's his, uh, uh, captain, which ends up being, or is his, his, uh, not his captain, his, uh, his, his lieutenant in command. His lieutenant, which ends up, had actually had always been his sword the entire time. Like I said, I, I did read up a little bit on some things. Um, so it's like, yeah, like, I, I, I didn't catch that that was her name initially. Yeah. She, I mean, she, like, the little girl one does have, like, a Zanpakuto that has a pretty cool ability. Um, which I think actually in the next half of the show, like, you should actually get to see her fight. But doesn't she disappear once he actually unlocks Bankai? Um, tech- isn't, like, she his she, spirit? She does disappear. Like, like, she's just gone after a certain point. But, um, she is in the next bit, like, cause Kenpachi. Like, the next part picks up, if I remember correctly, kind of, like, right after the thing with, um, with Unahana and Kenpachi. So, like, mm-hmm. he basically gets back to, like, Soul Society proper, um, as, like, some other stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, because eventually, every, by the end of the show, you basically get to see, you, you'll have seen almost every major Soul Reapers, um, Bankai. Yeah. Because, like, there, there's a the handful of them that they haven't shown yet. Like, you get to see Uaharis, and his is fucking wild. Yeah, I, I looked that one up, and that's a freaking awesome, very weird, but awesome Bankai. Um, and then I've looked up Rukia's. Actually, uh, Rukia's is really cool, too. It's, it's, Rukia's is wild. Um, and then, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's got the, the dual, dual scythes. You don't actually get to see his Bankai in this arc, but in that one shot, you do. Um, and they figured, like, they, I've, I've watched a whole video as to why, like, you don't actually see his Bankai here, and, like, what his powers are, basically. Which one? And I'm like, uh, the dude who has got the dual size, he's got the 69 on his, uh, tattooed on his oh, face. Oh, right, 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 yeah, I can never remember his name, but he's, um, he <coughs> was, um, Tosin's lieutenant. 
Yeah. Now he's he's the the visor visor Ed's lieutenant that has when he yeah. releases his sword they just become fucking brass knuckles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like so at the during after the invasion they're like they're like we're going to train you to unlock your bankai and he doesn't end up unlocking it during the training. Yeah. Um yeah cuz he was he was fighting the weird little like um sentai girl. Yeah. And uh it turns out that like oh it's it's because his sekai um, its abilities are to, like, keep him from dying. And so, even though he almost died, s- dies several times from this training, his Sekai is more powerful than his Bankai, because it keeps him alive. Right. Um. And it's just, it, it's, it's really, it's really interesting, Bankai. Yeah, and just, th- this last arc, like, it has its ups and downs, but it, it has some really cool stuff. Like, just, like, yeah. a- all the history stuff for, like, Ichigo, and, like, finding out, like, who his mom actually was. And why yeah. she actually died. Cause like, the dad even says it's like, she should have never died. Like, mm-hmm. she, she was significantly stronger than the, that hollow was. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they explain why she died in, in the show. Yeah, oh yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, I just think it's, it's cool that like, they actually dig into all that. And like, w- with the dad saying like, she would have never died to him under like, normal circumstances. Yeah, but it was cause Yubak woke up. Yeah, and, and like, stole the power of all, of the Quincy's. Yeah. I guess except for um Ishida's dad. Yeah. And Ishida. And Ishida. So there's that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah. it's gonna go some places in the next next section, I think. Yeah. Um, um how about how about Chainsaw Man? What do you, what did, what did you think of Chainsaw Man? That show's wild. Uh it's fucking I was weird, not ex- right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be what it was. Like I was expecting it to be good. And it, it I'm not gonna say it's I don't think it's good. I think it it is, it's weird. Like you said, it's weird and it's got some interesting themes and the, the, it's like, like sometimes a li- like there were a few scenes where I'm just like, I'm a little uncomfortable, but overall it's like, it's got a very interesting story and interesting world built out. Yeah. Like no- um, nobody's particularly good. Yeah. Like everyone kind of sucks a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I am, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to see more of it though. Like, I do want to see how this plays out. Um, I want it, I want to see what the fucking gun demon looks like. Um, I, I just, I, I do like it. I like it a lot, but it is like, it is, there's some uncomfortable scenes. Like, there was, uh, one point, um, I was watching it on my TV. My sister had come downstairs to do something, <laughs> and it was, it was the scene where he got to touch Power's boobs. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's either that scene, or the scene where the um the one lady with the eye patch is like coming on trying to trying to bang him and he's sixteen years old which that that also was I was just like please don't do this please don't do this this is uncomfortable and I'll, I'll be a hundred percent honest if they actually did that whole sex it, not a sex scene but like if they had had sex I would have just not watched the show anymore because it's just unco- that's I'm no that's just no I'm not into it. you know Ren- Renji um. Denji never seems to like actually get anywhere with anybody. Yeah. Um. But I mean, he 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 did get his first kiss though. Yeah, he did. And it was full of vomit. Um, yeah. Uh, he got a couple more after that, but it, yeah, he got his he got his kiss. He got he got part of what he was. He's got he's achieved his goals so far. Yeah. They they haven't really gotten into it a ton yet, but like him and Power have my favorite relationship on the show because they're just they're kind of antagonistic, but like they're also like on, like, the same page almost all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very funny. Yeah. But, yeah, I, 
I like that. Uh, like, I'm actually, I've gotten pretty behind on, on the manga, but like they did a pretty good job adapting the, this first season. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to see where they go with stuff. Like, because eventually they do go to hell or to like the equivalent of hell, I guess you'd call it. So you get to see more about like where the devils come from, which is yeah. its own weirdness. Yeah. That's. Um, and then th- there's my hero. This has been the best season of the show by far. Like I have loved, I have enjoyed most of the other seasons. I've never, there's not really a season that I don't like, but I absolutely love this season of my hero. Yeah, they and, like, they turned like it has just been going nonstop since the beginning. Yeah, they turned it to eleven. They just turned the dial to eleven and just went. Um, which is it, it was a relief. I was happy that they did that because like you know I do I do my watch throughs of my hero every year before the new season comes out. I watch through the entire series. Plus the new season in English, um, just to get that rewatch in, to just re-remember or notice things I might have missed and whatnot, um, and to just rewatch the new, the most recent season, just to remember what's going on. And like they didn't have a recap episode. Every season, the first episode has always been a recap episode. Yeah, they saved it for like episode what eleven, twelve, something like that. Yeah, it was it was, um, but it was more of a recap. Of, of that season, happened. not of what happened before. Yeah, yeah. No, nice. I, you're right. Um, yeah this this season has been really good. I'm I'm interested to see how far it goes because they're definitely going to go into like vigilante Deku territory. Uh, th- this this week is the first week of vigilante Deku. Okay, this week coming up, like uh, we the the last episode that I watched because I watch it and I watch it uh uh subtitled was Deku leaving a note. To his class, saying that I'm leaving. It, it, is that the note that explains like what um, all for one is and everything? Yeah. Yes. Or one for all. Yes. It explains everything. It explains his powers and that he's being hunted, and so to protect them, he's leaving. Yeah. So I I wonder how far into that they're going to go. Because like <sighs> the the manga like that was a while ago, but like the manga's been on this very slow plotting thing for a while, where like. Yeah. They have been having the final battle with all the villains for like a year. Okay. And like, it's not been great. <laughs> yeah. But the vigilante stuff, like that section was actually really good. Like the war yeah. and then that part, I think worked really well because shortly after the vigilante arc is when Star and Stripe shows up, the American number one hero. Yeah. Um, and then it's shortly after that is where like they, they basically formulate the plan and like have like the big final battles with the villains and. You know, so it's like, you know, it's like a lot of like, fight, it's a lot of different fights all happening at once where like, you'll get like a, a few chapters of like each fight as it like jumps between them. And by the time you jump back to one, it's been like six months and you're just like, oh yeah, that's right. The, these two were fighting. Cool. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like a character got mortally wounded and <laughs> they're alluding to that they're going to be okay. But it's been like six months since that issue or that chapter came out. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't remember what they were doing that was maybe going to save them. Yeah. Um. So, but, like, the, where they're at now in the anime, real good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so good. I it was It's been the best uh, season so far. I've absolutely loved it. Uh, all the stories, everything that's going on. I'm, I'm so excited for what's moving forward with, with the show that's moving forward. Um, I, I don't want this season to end. I know we're probably near. No, don't. We're only like halfway. Season. It's like a 24 episode season. 
There's no way it's only been 12 episodes. I'm so, like it's been more. I'm going by the dub. So, yes, you are like two episodes further. It, you're probably at like 14 or 15. And I think the most yeah. recent one for me was 13. So you've yeah. still got like close to 10 episodes to go. Yeah. Um, But this season, like just the, that first half of the season, ton of good like character moments too. Like with um uh the the students um taking on the the big rock dude um yeah endeavor just the students po- taking on makima fi- finding out that they that uh that kaminari and uh what's her name are like digging each other and i was like you know what i'm for that a hundred percent i'm for that relationship <laughs> um i was never realized i was into that relationship and i never thought that that would be like the relationship in the series that I wanted more than anything until I saw it. That's fair. Um, but then like, like all the Endeavor stuff and him just yeah. constantly like pushing through and like going one more, one more time. Um, even yeah. like I didn't care too much for like the Deku part of that fight. I was more interested in everybody else's, but even like the mm-hmm. Deku stuff was really good. Um, but like yeah. Bakugo like doing like the, like my body moved without like me thinking when he like blocked Deku from getting hit. Um, fucking best genus and Mirio showing up to save the day. Uh, best genus showing up was awesome. I wasn't, I wasn't too pumped. I, I was, I was pretty excited seeing Mirio back, but not like it wasn't like the biggest thing in the world. But I was still, I was like, yeah, this is great. This is awesome. Well, they were back to back. I feel like if it had been like an episode later when Mirio showed up, it would have been a little different. Yeah. Um, because like uh, I, yeah. It also it, it it's it's kind of a bummer that like in like that into this like they they were able to get Ares powers to actually work like that soon because then it means like any of the they really don't have to worry about any of the heroes taking mortal damage or major damage because Ares could just reverse their bodies back to the point of them not being totally destroyed. So uh, like. Maybe, but like I'm pretty sure in the manga, like Eraser Heads never gets his eye and leg back. Yeah. So like it, it might only be that she can, like she was able to reverse Mirio because it was technically her power that erased his power. Maybe, but like she, she was able to use her power in the fight against Overwatch to keep Deku from taking too much damage. Yeah, I mean, look, or like her power was going overboard. And so he was doing more damage to his body. He was doing enough damage to his body to where he wouldn't be reversed down. Because that's the thing. Like, she could reverse him back in time to where he never yeah. existed. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, that's... The, my thought is, like, alright, she can reverse time on their body until before he cut off his leg. Or lost his eye. But, I mean, that's... Again, she is also a child. And still doesn't have full 100% control on her power. Exactly. Yeah, that, that, and, that's and, that's what I meant, more or less. And legally in the world cannot use her power to do that stuff. So they would need, like, a special sanction, which you find out that the the the, the heroes, like, the hero, gover- the government, that the, the governing body of the heroes is completely destroyed. And so there's no one to actually command the heroes. Yeah, and, um... Just to go back to the the genist bit, um, I think his entrance hits so much harder because it's right after Dobby says, like, oh, yeah, and this hero, this number two hero killed the number three hero. And then, like, as he's broadcasting this, fucking genist shows up and just traps everybody. Yeah. It's just like, sorry, I'm late, guys. But And it's also been, like, the the genist, everything about genist has been, like, building up since um, 
since uh, uh, the the attack on the league from the heroes to rescue Bakugo. Yeah, because like he'd been like, injured for so long. He had he he was like just like hit through the chest. Yeah, and like I I knew that that was his body in the bag, but like I didn't really recognize it. And like I for I was in the same boat of like oh this is a fake body. I didn't ever think it was an actual body. So I thought his quote recovery time was still from having a giant fucking hole in his chest and not from uh him faking his death. I mean it's a little bit of both. Yeah. But um just just to wrap it up real quick cuz I know you don't watch either of these. Um you should watch by family. Mm-hmm. You really should. It is such a delightful fucking show. Um and that's that's all I, I wanted to say. I just the Spy Family okay. is just an absolute delight. Um, yeah, it just wrapped up like its second half of its season like a couple weeks ago, um, <laughs> and it it already got announced for a second season and for a movie in the fall. So there's gonna okay. be plenty more Spy Family. Um, and then One Piece. Um, just I am two hundred and sixty five ish episodes in now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like things are like getting more more explosive let's say like i feel like like it's it's not at the point where like i know it gets to where like everyone is just fucking insane like end of dragon ball end of naruto powers but like yeah they're already getting to the point where like the big three characters luffy zoro and sanji are already like feared and just fucking destroying things all the time like they're they're on the current arc is they're on fucking trains that go across the water and the train that they're on, that, that that those guys are on, they're trying to catch up with the other, with another train. Theirs has no brakes and can only go fast. And there's also okay. this like terrible storm happening, and this this giant wave was coming at them, and they had no way to like stop or avoid it or anything. So Luffy and Zoro just literally go out on top of the train and just fucking punch and cut the wave in half. That's that's dumb. It's that's so dumb. stupid, but it's great. Like it's like it's like the the top tier like anime bullshit yeah um yeah and even like one of one of the crew members gets like brutally beat up um earlier in the in the arc um by like this family of like bounty hunters and those three show up with like nothing and just beat all of them like they don't even (laughs) like the guys try to surrender at one point and they just beat all of them senseless and then destroy the house on top of that so that, like, when the leader gets back, like, his house is just destroyed and all of his men are just, like, bloody pulp. Yeah. It's good. It's real good. Um, I see why people like One Piece so much, I guess, is, is what I want to say. I mean, I want to... It's just a thousand episodes, man. But you know That's... what? It's it's fun. Like... I know. Like, I get it. I totally get it. I just... It's just... It's a thousand episodes. Look, and it's a thousand episodes, a, but you can go slow. That's such a commitment. That's like three episodes a day for a year. Why? Why do you have to catch up in a year? I don't have to catch up in a year, but I feel like I'm not going to care after three years. People care after twenty. I'm not gonna. But like, I'm not. I. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not gonna care after three years. But like sitting there, I'm not going to be able to manage to remember to sit there and watch one episode a day. Every day for a year. Like, yeah, it, it, it's an episode to sit there and watch, like, maybe once a week, once every couple of days, whatever. But, like, still, like, that's just, it's a thousand episodes. That's a thousand weeks. If I were to do one a week, that's a thousand Dude, weeks. They, that's, they take that's, a that's pirate ship years. into the sky. They, just, they, they take their pirate ship and they, they launch it 
into the sky and find an island in the sky. I mean, so if if I ever am a content creator full time and like don't have to stream at certain or don't have work and stream at the same time, I'll definitely get into One Piece because that means I'll have eight hours of my day available to do stuff like watch One Piece to make content. But until like I don't have to work and I'm doing streaming at the same time. I just don't know if I can do One Piece. It's just, it's a lot, man. And look, to be fair, like, we don't watch an episode every day. We don't even watch an episode every week. Like, we'll go, like, a week or two, like, not really watching it at all. And then, like, we'll go, like, several weeks where we watch, like, you know, two or three episodes at night. And then we'll go back to, like, not really watching it at all. And, like, it's just, sometimes it's more interesting than others. Like, like, while the whole idea of the Sky Island stuff was really cool, that arc was actually kind of boring. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of lost a little bit of the... Because the show kind of has two things going for it. The fights are, like, usually fun to, like, like within reason. At least up to this point, they're not... They're more like Dragon Ball fights. Like, like more like just people punching each other. um, Than, like, the crazy, like, superpower fights that I know it, it apparently will get to by the end. um, But then they also have just this, like, adventure and exploring going on and i feel like that that the sky island stuff like they it started out like as an exploring thing but it kind of just like lost its thread in the middle so like that's where we ended up slowing down a whole bunch but then like all this water seven stuff that we've been doing um leading into like the next arc like it's been really cool so we've been watching it a little more regularly Mm -hmm. we also watched the first two episodes of the third season of attack on titan i still don't really like that show (laughs) look i get it i get it at this point yeah it's you're it's it's for me, it was more about the intrigue of the lore and the story of everything that's going on in the world and less about, like, everything else. But it was also, I got into it back when it first came out, and it was, like, it was one of the more brutal things you'd ever seen and one of the craziest stories ever. And now it's, like, just kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of how I feel with Squid Games. Like, people are like, oh, this is the craziest thing, and oh my god, this is wild. And I'm like, you fuckers never seen Battle Royale before? Like... Well, I mean, this is a little bit different than that, but... But no, but, like, you you sit here and you want, like, look at the shit that's out now that you're watching. Like, Chainsaw Man is wild and can be fucking brutal. And, like, some of the, even, like, some, like, Last of Us and shit like that. Like, modern TV now and what uh, was on modern TV and anime back when um, Attack on Titan first was released are two completely different things. And so that's, I think, part of the intrigue of this show and why people were so, like, crazy for it. But, yeah, no, I totally get it. It's slow-paced. It's not well done. It's fucking season four is four seasons long now. It's just dumb. I'm I'm over Attack on Titan. Like, it, I'm watching it. I will not watch it until it's over. Which, I, I don't blame done. you. And, like, we're, like, we've been going very slow on it. Like, it's one of those things where, like, I want to like it. And I, I'm intrigued about the world. But, like... I don't understand why people like it. Like, none of the characters yeah. are good or interesting. Like, there's not a single character on this show that I'm just like, I would be sad if they died. I'm like, no, every one of these people can die. It's fine. Yeah. None of them yeah. add anything to the show. Yeah. And even, like, the combat so far, like, like the fights they've had, like, they're not as good as people make them out to be. No, that's that's the thing. Like the, it, like, the art can be really cool for some of the fights, but, like, overall, you expect more out of, like, the Titan on Titan fights, and it's just, there's not... It's not anything. And, like, you haven't you haven't seen the Enormous Titan yet. Like, you've seen the Colossal Titan. But there's another Titan that I don't think you've seen yet. 
that is like even more ridiculous than like his body is so hot he sets things on fire just by being next to it and like it's a very ridiculous concept but it's just like and and the end of it all if you're not feeling it, it there's really no point in sticking with it because you're, you're, you're at this point it's worse than dragon ball you're never gonna finish it yeah but i like dragon ball i know <laughs> That's oh. the thing. Like, your Dragon Ball is has thirty episodes of ah, whereas Attack on Titan actually has stuff happen, and it's more boring than Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, but I think that'll probably be a show. I think that's a show. Chase needs to go potty. He's being antsy, so was that's that, a show. Was that him like panting, or were were they cooking in the kitchen? They were cooking. Right. It was the the sound was just weird enough that i couldn't tell if chase was just next to you panting or if it was a scraping sound mm-hmm. it was it was cl- well that's a shame i thought it was chase panting i'm disappointed not that i want chase to pant but i just thought it would be funny if he was just like sitting next to you breathing into your microphone you would have heard me say stop breathing on me it's hot <laughs> that's that's fair um but yeah so that's gonna do it for this week um next week is our next book club which is interstellar 5555 right that's mm-hmm. okay yes um, Which uh, we found out, I, I was saying last week, you have to watch it on Roku TV with a subscription. You can also find it on Amazon, on Prime Video with, like, the subscription. Like, you can get the free week trial. Yeah, with whatever. the cello concert, whatever thing that yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but other than that, if you'd like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the other places. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us emails to social at one-quest.com. And Rich, what does your streaming look like this week? Uh, twitch.tv slash b underscore walnuts for video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Uh, Thursday, me and Bucci, Bucci and one other person potentially are going to be playing some Dark and Darker on Sunday. Uh, we're going to have a morning and early stream, so probably looking about 10 o'clock east for a couple of hours so that I don't have to worry about playing during the big game because I'm not going to be home during the big game. Um, and then we're starting Jedi Fallen Order on Monday. Go check that out. Nice. Cool. Well, with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See yous.